Welcome back to It's a Lovely Time podcast. I'm your host, Meg Gonzalez. I'm a busy mama of three toddlers, four and under, a passionate business owner, dedicated wife, and a friend who loves to dance, eat good food, drink great wine, and enjoy connection and community. I started my first business as a wedding planner in 2017 after deciding to leave corporate America in the digital marketing realm. Then I purchased my Pure Bar Studio in 2019, and, well, the pandemic hit. So I'm here sharing my experience in all things leadership, entrepreneurship, relationships, wellness, and motherhood, and everything else in between. Because when it comes to doing it all and trying to find the best way to get it done, me too. I'm glad you're here. Let's dig in. Hello, and welcome back to It's a Lovely Time. I am looking at the area of relationships today and just how everything that we experience from birth to childhood into our adult life is really impacting how we are today and how we show up in the relationships that we are not only seeking, but also nurturing day to day. And so understanding a little bit more about how that childhood shaping every interaction that we have in our adult relationships from friendships to romantic to coworkers is is really informed and impacted by that upbringing. So if we have a better understanding of things that happen to us, good, bad, or indifferent, the ability for us to show up in a authentic way, but also in a way that helps us to find the relationships that we really want versus continuing to seek out the mistreatment or poor behavior that has maybe been emulated for us. And while it is very factual that we will tend to lean towards these types of behaviors or potential mistreatments, there are a lot of things that we can overdo or do to overcome those things. And so this is where the work that I've been talking about really does come into play. And it's not something, you know, that is one size fits all. And within this podcast, I really hope to continue to share my journey through therapy and how that has really helped to impact me because I had a lot of, you know, false narratives coming into my adult life, not because even of bad relationships with in my childhood, but because of continued movement or, you know, moving from state to state or school to school. And that created some narratives for me. And and the story from my upbringing was that people leave. And really it was that I was leaving. And so for years, instead of letting people in, I would make sure that I kept them at a safe distance so that I didn't allow them to hurt me. And I did everything that I could to make sure that I was the one in control. Because if I was leaving, then it meant that it would be on my terms and that nobody could really, you know, cross that barrier and have that negative impact on me. And this is work that I have not only done on the forefront of my deeper relationships, but also will likely continue to need to do throughout my life because depending on our circumstance, we can always have those narratives that creep back in and as life does 
it happens. And there will be different situations that are going to cause us to maybe pivot and fall back into these old belief systems. And so making sure that we at least have this awareness, um, you know, we don't always have to have a stronghold on the situation, but knowing and understanding our belief systems and what is healthy or what is not healthy and how we can navigate the different relationships that we want to have. So, you know, friendships, jobs, marriages, all of these relationships are a different type of give and take. But if you are feeling like every time you start to get close to somebody within one of those relationship types, you drive a wedge um, and force them out, then it's time for some of that reflection to understand what is it that is is helping you to basically get to that point. Because there's a lot of hurt and pain that we can cause and impact our on ourselves and really be a self-fulfilling prophecy if we aren't looking at what we are doing ourselves to kind of pull ourselves out of that reptilian brain and out of survival mode because I genuinely found myself in survival mode for almost a decade trying to love myself and to be loved. And when people left, I did not think that everything was going to be okay and I wouldn't find a way around it, navigating it and through it to know that it wasn't necessarily anything that I could do. And so talking about how to appropriately react, respond, make changes, and and how we redefine what we want in relationships or out of relationships so that we can actually have those quality relationships. And this is something that Jess and I talked about earlier in the podcast, but really taking the time to reflect whether you are married or not yet married, whether you have a group of solid girlfriends or or finding yourself really seeking and searching for those quality relationships, identifying in the stillness, in that time that feels lonely, rather than sitting and ruminating in this feeling sorry for yourself, looking within to say, all right, what is it that I want out of a relationship? Maybe identifying previous friendships that did not go the way that you had anticipated or that you felt let down by. What are some of the things that you can do to set yourself up for success in future relationships and future friendships? Or if you have, you know, dated these incredible guys, but somehow found a way to push them away time and time again, is there something within your belief systems that is basically keeping you from allowing yourself to be loved? And is it something that you need to work on loving yourself, journaling, reflecting, spending time in stillness so that you can open yourself up to the possibility and the potential of being loved? A lot of times in romantic relationships, especially, we have the tendency to seek out a relationship that we have seen emulated that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing. And it can be everything from somehow, some way seeking out a negative or abusive relationship because we are only familiar with that pattern. 
to the opposite end of the spectrum, looking and seeking for this fairy tale that just simply doesn't exist. And with myself and my husband, I know that there have been a lot of really amazing times and there's been a lot of really hard times. I as a as a kid, I did not have a lot of relationships that I could look up to because my dad had been married multiple times, as I previously mentioned. My mom did not meet my stepdad until he was a little bit older. And so my ideal of a quality relationship was with myself. And to look back and, and think, wow, I really did want to be a single mom who did it all on her own. Oh my gosh, I cannot even imagine. I cannot even fathom that life today because my husband and I are truly partners and I didn't know at the time, right? I didn't have any idea what that looked like, but if I hadn't done the work to go back and dive into my past and understand why I had these belief systems, why my story was that people leave and work through that, then I would have never allowed him to love me. And I wouldn't even be having this conversation, right? And and this all intertwines with my wellness journey and my motherhood journey and my entrepreneurship journey because all of these relationships have lent themselves to my capacity, my ability to, you know, work on self and lean into what I know God's word is to be true in tandem with working towards and understanding what it is that I am seeking in a relationship. And, you know, if you had asked 24 year old me, I couldn't even tell you what I wanted in a relationship because I just didn't even want one. I thought of that as a world of hurt and I did not want to open myself up to the potential of that wound. And man, I would I can't even imagine where my life would have been had I not done this work because today I have a husband who loves me wholly and fully and unconditionally and he is our rock and our supporter and he is everything that God says that a man should be in a husband and that's not by mistake. He works hard. We work hard in our marriage. We do not just show up and, you know, things happen. We're working through things every single day, every single week. We're being respectful and honoring one another in our time, you know, setting forth intentional time to look at the calendar or discuss our needs personally, physically, um, you know, from inside our home to outside of our home and talking about goals, talking about dreams, vacations, and all of the hard stuff, all of the good stuff, everything in between. But it has not been easy. And when we first started dating, I literally did everything that I could possibly do to try to get rid of this wonderful man. <laughs> um, I wish that that was a lie, but I did not think that I was worthy of his love. And it started out so beautiful. We, well, I say beautiful. It, it did, but his girlfriend at the time cheated on him and we had been working together. And I remember him sitting down at my desk at work to tell me about this. And I was so sad for him, obviously, but I had this feeling inside of my gut, like, yes, he's single. And I had been on this journey of completely alone. 
I had been single, you know, just kind of dating here and there for about a year and living my best life. I was going and traveling and going to friends' bachelorette parties in Chicago, and I had just gotten back from a wedding in Texas where I got a scorpion sting in my armpit. Another story, another day, but um, I really felt so grounded in who I was, and I wasn't yet, but I felt like I was. And when I found out that he was single, my initial instinct was like, all right, give him this time. He needs to go and like do the single guy thing. And I basically, you know, I, I, we worked together and so we started seeing each other and I found ways to be around him more because I was like, oh, this guy is just so great. Well, he ended up meeting me out downtown girlfriend of mine, it was her bachelorette party and we were out in old town and all of their husbands and boyfriends started showing up. And so I texted Michael and I said, Hey, come and meet us here. And he was completely sober. He had just gotten off work in old town and he met us at this bar and I literally threw my shoes on top of it and told him my undying love for him not love, but I was like, I think you're just the greatest guy. And I can't believe this girl cheated on you and you deserve so much better. And went on and on and on about how wonderful I thought he was. Um, he carried me not home, but back to our hotel in the rain and dropped me off with my girlfriends. And the next morning I was just smitten. And I also was still very aware that I didn't want him to jump into anything because it hadn't been too long after he had gotten cheated on. And, and so I, I said, you know, can we just take it slow and, and start to become friends more? And we'd never hung out outside of working together, but we had talked obviously just being coworkers. And so we started hanging out more. Um, we went to dinner and we talked about being equally yoked that very first night. We talked until the restaurant closed and then we went to a bar and then we talked until the bar closed and then we walked back to my vehicle and drove home, sat in front of his house until like four in the morning and talked and talked and talked and talked and he tried to kiss me. And honestly, for the first time in my life, I said no. I was like, nope, I want to take this slow. I want to, you know, not for the first time in my life, but typically if I liked a guy, I would have just kissed him, but something was different, right? And so fast forward a few weeks, turns out my husband is not the guy who wanted to go and do the bachelor thing. And we started dating and, oh man, I put him through the ringer. I was so afraid of being loved. I was so cautious. And I had a lot of really bad people in my ear, um, you know, li listening to my doubt and like fueling it. And I just didn't have quality friends at the time. And, and they weren't encouraging me to be with this guy. They were like, oh yeah, he's really nice. But like, you know, he, he's doing this or that for a living and like, what's he gonna you know do? And, and that was, bullshit. I mean, if you are seeking a husband because he works up a certain place or has a certain, you know, job or esteem, like if you're not seeking a good man with a godly heart, then it doesn't matter what he does. And I knew that Michael had potential. He was going to go back to school. And, you know, I, I think that just like me, he was lost at that time. And I am quite pushy. And so I essentially was like, Hey, I really want to be with you. And I think that you should go back to school and quit your job and I will work and I'll take care of us. 
And that's basically what happened. Um, and now he is wildly successful, but I loved him before that. And I will love him through this life, no matter what he does or what he makes or, you know, what credentials he has, because that is what love is. Um, but he showed me what love is. And he, when I asked him what his goals were, and I've said this and shared this on the podcast before, but he said to be happy. And I just didn't accept that. I'm like, okay, but like, what do you want to do though with your life? It's like, be happy. And he has taught me how to be happy. He has taught me how to love and be resilient. The man is a saint and he literally held on to a bucking Bronco for several years because every once in a while I would get this wild hair and think, oh, He's, he loves me too much. It, it's too good to be true. And I would push, 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 push away. And yet almost a decade later, here we are. And I am so thankful for not only my willingness to do the work, but especially for his determination to be happy and to love me and to keep chasing me. And Every day that passes, I continue to feel sought after and loved and taken care of. No matter what we have faced, no matter what challenges have come upon us, he has been this steadfast rock. And I don't ever remember a time where he has not just been there. And that's not to say that we haven't had hard times and we have definitely disagreed on so many occasions because we are both fierce Leos and completely stubborn, but he is always there. He is a rock. He, he is everything to our family. And God has truly given us the most amazing leader and loving, kind, creative, compassionate human to lead our family, to be my husband, to be the most amazing father and looking back, no matter what I was going through or what type of, you know, battle that I was coming up against and trying to find a way to get out of my relationship because that's what I wanted to do. Not because he was a bad guy, but because I was afraid to be loved and really not afraid to be loved, but afraid to be hurt. And no matter what, I could depend on the fact that he was going to be there steadfast. And that is something that is intangible. I have never met a love like his, and I don't ever want to have anything but a love like his, because the way that he makes us feel like home is something that I I can't even imagine having with anyone else. So I challenge you to get out of your comfort zone wherever you're at and if it's a marriage, if it's a friendship, if it's a relationship with a sibling or, you know, anybody in your life, what are you, what narrative are you telling yourself without even having a conversation with that person and not allowing yourself to be present for those relationships? Because we can very easily convince ourselves to just walk away. We can easily convince ourselves and, and literally manifest this negative outcome. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy and not everybody's going to be willing to hold on like my husband. Honestly, 
I am beyond blessed that he did because we have this beautiful life together. And if it wasn't for his stronghold, then I don't know where we'd be. We wouldn't have three beautiful babies, two of which are also Leos. And one is a cancer who is on the cusp of a Leo. So please pray for us. But no matter what, at the end of the day, when I tried to leave, I would look at him and I knew that he was going to be not only a steadfast husband, but the most incredible father. And that kept me coming back again and again and again. It's a lovely time to look at the relationships in your life, the relationships you have, the relationships that you want and don't yet have, or the relationships that are available to you, but you have turned away from. Identify what it is that you want and desire And don't be afraid to have the hard conversations to get there because life is too short not to pick up the phone, have the conversation, extend the olive branch. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is my mission to empower women to be stronger, braver, and kinder to themselves and one another and to follow their dreams with grace and grit. If you love something from today's episode, I would love for you to tag me on Instagram at itsa.lovelytime and let me know your main takeaway. And if you have a moment to rate, review, and subscribe, it would mean the world to me.